one of the challenges of the human experience is always understanding suffering, especially when it's done at the hands of another human being. And while this is something I think that we don't often talk about in the church, we don't talk about how we all at different times in our lives suffer. This psalm really takes a look at the cry of the heart and God's answer and God's presence in the midst of that heartache. I pray this episode blesses you. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know that you have been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus, how he calls them, how he encourages them, how he equips them. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, helping you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I also include a lot of cultural and historical information that makes these familiar passages of scripture really come alive. This is a great study to do with maybe your teen girls or a group of friends from church, and it will really help you gain confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are continuing our series of the Psalms. And just as a reminder, this reading of the Psalms, this daily reading that we're doing, this is what I would consider devotional reading, where we are reading through a passage of scripture. This is not what I would consider Bible study. For Bible study, we would be spending intentional time on probably the same passage every day for the whole week and really kind of digging in and learning about all the history and the culture and the Hebrew and and all of that. And while I certainly do that and recommend that, that's what the, the color method study is that I teach in the She Hears Bible study. This is more just to get you into the habit of being in God's word on a daily basis. And we're approaching the Psalms as a devotional reading for, for this next series. So I pray that it continues to bless you. Today we are in Psalm chapter 10. Why, O Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? In his arrogance, the wicked man hunts down the weak who are caught in the schemes he devises. He boasts of the cravings of his heart. He blesses the greedy and reviles the Lord. In his pride, the wicked does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there is no room for God. 
His ways are always prosperous. He is haughty and your laws are far from him. He sneers at all his enemies. He says to himself, nothing will shake me. I'll always be happy and never have trouble. His mouth is full of curses and lies and threats. Trouble and evil are under his tongue. He lies in wait near the villages. From ambush, he murders the innocent, watching in secret for his victims. He lies in wait like a lion in cover. He lies in wait to catch the helpless. He catches the helpless and drags them off in his net. His victims crushed. They collapse. They fall under his strength. He says to himself, God has forgotten. He covers his face and never sees. Arise, O Lord, lift up your hand, O God. Do not forget the helpless. Why does the wicked man revile God? Why does he say to himself, he won't call me to account? But you, O God, do see trouble and grief. You consider it to take it in hand. The victim commits himself to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked and evil man. Call him to account for his wickedness that would not be found out. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations will perish from his land. You hear, O Lord, the desire of the afflicted. You encourage them and you listen to their cry, defending the fatherless and the oppressed, in order that man who is of the earth may terrify no more. Psalm chapter 10 is actually one of the psalms that is underlined quite a bit in my Bible. And there have been times in my life where I have been up against what what this psalm calls the wicked man. And we all can have, at different times in our life, different people that we would consider the villains in our story. And I remember being in a place of recognizing the evil that was being done, the evil motivation, the evil actions that was being done, and not even knowing how to pray, not wanting to pray, first of all, but not knowing how to pray. Of course, we recognize that God loves his creation, but we also recognize that God hates evil and God is a just God. And so it felt hard to me to figure out how do I pray for deliverance from the situation? How do I pray for God's hand in this situation? And recognizing that if I pray for that evil situation or that evil person to stop, like understanding what what would even be meant by praying a curse over them or um, praying that God would stop the evil work that they were doing. And I remember just struggling through that. And that's where I found myself in Psalm 10, being able to pray through the words of scripture themselves to alleviate some of that tension I was feeling, but also how to have wisdom to know how to pray. I think we see here, is David's emotions where he feels like God is far away. In the beginning part, verses 1 through 18, really what we're seeing is this prayer that is a cry, really of the heart to understand why God is delaying his hand of justice. And especially when we think about Christians that are killed for their faith or um, there's wicked people that are succeeding. I mean, we're seeing that all over the world with war and rumors of war, I have long worked with children that suffer incredible injustice at the hands of some very evil governments and situations and parents even. And and I've I've long found myself in this place where I'm echoing this exact prayer. And while I 
in my humanness don't always understand God's timing, I think we can have confidence in knowing that God will deal with the injustice and the judgment is coming. And in that place, that tension where we find ourselves between our heart cry right now and the day that God does bring justice, that place in between is this place of waiting. And I think the encouragement we find in verses 17 and 18, let me read it. You, O Lord, the desire of the afflicted. Oh, I'm sorry. You hear, O Lord, the desire of the afflicted. You encourage them and you listen to their cry, defending the fatherless and the oppressed in order that man who is of the earth may terrify no more. I think that passage right there, that part, helps us to understand that until that happens, God will lift up those that are trusting in him. And the hope of the righteous is knowing that God will intervene. It might not be in our timing. It might not be in our way. But we have to trust that God is sovereign and he knows what he's doing. You know, I remember having this conversation with my spiritual director and in college and I was a child that really suffered a lot of crazy stuff and I remember just having so many emotions around those situations and I I didn't become a believer until I was 15. And so in my mind, it was easier to think that God was just not present when I was younger, that he didn't really become present in my life until 15. And the reality is, is he was present the entire time. I didn't, I didn't understand it or recognize it until I was 15. But, but this crossroads that I found myself in was realizing that if God was there during the abuse, if God was there when I was hurt the way that I was, then what did that say about me? And what did that say about God? Like, why didn't he intervene? And I really struggled with that for a long time. It, it made me really insecure in my relationship with him. It made me really insecure in even understanding God's nature. Like I thought I understood it, but it didn't make sense. The theology didn't make sense with my experience. And so as I started unpacking that with my spiritual director, she said, you know, um, Perhaps that's there's there's another scenario. It's not that God didn't intervene. It's not that God didn't care. It's not that God um, wasn't present in your life. But perhaps God was there and it grieved him as much as it grieved you. Perhaps God was there. And the free will of man, the, the other person that was involved in that situation, allows for evil things to happen in this fallen broken world that we live in we we sometimes think that god is to blame for for some of these evil things that happen in this world but the reality is is we have an enemy a very real enemy that comes to kill steal and destroy and and scripture says he's the prince of this world and because humankind has been given free will there is this ability for them to act in opposition to god and so that's what was going on when, of course, when there's an imbalance of power, when somebody is bigger or stronger or older, um, especially when it comes to children, there's an imbalance of power where that children, that child is often left in this place of injustice. 
And, and, and as she said that, and she said, perhaps God was there and he was grieving what was happening to you. It changed how I felt about this waiting time, this waiting time between when we have this cry of our hearts versus the justice we see God or we hope for God to enact. And it helped me to understand that in between then and now, and there has been some move towards justice in my own life. There has been um, some movement, some traction, but it's taken years. And it's not 100% what I would have hoped for. But yet, this in-between, we can see, I can look back over my life and I can see this persistent experience of God holding me, upholding me, putting me in the places I needed to be in order for the trajectory of my life to accomplish the things that he has for me. And I also think that what the work I do now, I work in global orphan care, and I work across the globe with children that are in some very desperate, coming out of some very desperate situations. I, I feel like in that regard, I work from a place of compassion that I would not otherwise have. I work from a, a place of knowing the trauma and the pain that they're struggling to deal with and the hope of the gospel that's on the other side of that pain. So while I recognize the heartache in Psalm 10, I think the encouragement really rests with verses 17 and 18. You hear, O Lord, the desire of the afflicted. You encourage them and you listen to their cry. Defending the fatherless and the oppressed in order that man who is of earth may terrify no more. Let's go ahead and read it again. Why, O Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? In his arrogance, the wicked man hunts down the weak who are caught in the schemes he devises. He boasts of the cravings of his heart. He blesses the greedy and reviles the Lord. In his pride, the wicked does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there is no room for God. His ways are always prosperous. He is haughty and your laws are far from him. He sneers at all his enemies. He says to himself, nothing will shake me. I'll always be happy and never have trouble. His mouth is full of curses and lies and threats. Trouble and evil are under his tongue. He lies in wait near the villages. From ambush he murders the innocent, watching in secret for his victims. He lies in wait like a lion in cover. He lies in wait to catch the helpless. He catches the helpless and drags them off in his net. His victims are crushed. They collapse. They fall under his strength. He says to himself, God is forgotten. He covers his face and never sees. Arise, Lord. Lift up your hand, O God. Do not forget the helpless. Why does the wicked man revile God? Why does he say to himself, he won't call me into account? But you, O God, do see trouble and grief. You consider it to take it in hand. The victim commits himself to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked and evil man. Call him to account for his wickedness that would not be found out. The Lord is the king forever and ever. The nations will perish from his land. You hear, O Lord, the desire of the afflicted. You encourage them and you listen to their cry, defending the fatherless and the oppressed in order that man who is of the earth may terrify no more. God, our heart breaks for some of the scenarios that create this prayer of our heart, that you would break the arm of the wicked and evil person that is affecting 
the fatherless and the oppressed. God, I thank you for the example of your word that calls out such evil, that recognizes the pain and the suffering that is part of the human experience. And God, that we can look to this example of knowing that you are the one that redeems all things. You are the one that restores all things. You are the one that brings justice to all things. God, help us in that waiting time to trust you, to lean into this relationship with you, to to learn to understand the ways that you can still operate in the midst of our pain and our suffering and that your presence is there and that our perspective would shift that, that we wouldn't think of you as some bully in the sky that's allowing us to get beat up, but instead we would see you as the good father that grieves alongside of us over how humanity can treat each other so poorly. God, change our perspective and change our hearts in this area. God, we thank you that your presence is always there and that there's never a moment that you're not with us. We thank you and praise you in all things. Amen. Hey friends, just a reminder of a couple resources that I pray will be a blessing to you. On our Facebook group, we have the Christian Women's Daily Bible Study Group, and that is a place for you to find community, to ask questions, to ask for prayer, to hold each other accountable. And what I'm praying happens and what has started to happen is it's not just me pouring into you in that group, but it's each other lifting each other up. And it's been such a beautiful picture of the church and the way that God develops community, even in that online space. So you can join that. That is free to join. And I pray that blesses you. And then also we have our weekly email list that goes out that includes journaling prompts to go along with these episodes. So I pray that both of those resources, again, completely free to you, will be something that will bless you and help you to hear God's voice more clearly. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.